Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. Paul the Apostle in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 have been giving us some rather specific instructions on just how the Lord's Supper should be observed. One, we should take the Lord's Supper with a repentant attitude because we're remembering that Christ died for our sins, so we need to come to him in repentance. Two, we should take it after a self-examination, I guess we could say. That way we are prepared and we're ready and we're doing it only in our belief in and our love for Christ. And thirdly, we should take it as a recognition of Jesus' act of love in the way that he took away the punishment we deserve for our sins. And lastly, we should take it with mutual consideration for everyone else that is with us there, waiting until everyone is present and eating in an orderly and unified manner. It seems everything that God practices, there is an element of order to be done there. Now, beginning in verse 27 of chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians today, we read, Therefore, whoever eats this bread and drinks the Lord's cup in a way unworthy of the Lord will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Now, Paul had said when he began discussing this issue that There's always going to be people who, well, they're not truly of us. And that plays into what we're discussing here. Now, I bring that up not to make uh, us unduly suspicious or certainly not paranoid of each other. Because the Lord's work does not happen through such emotion. His word is to be our sword. And our faith, of course, in these situations will then be our shield. But Paul is trying to drive home a secondary point in all of this, at least my belief, and that is the fact that some will actually take of the life of Christ, and I'm talking the larger philosophical sense, not just in communion, but there will be people who will take of that life of Christ and they will do it in an unworthy manner. Hey, let's face it, people will come to church and perhaps even feign commitment and they will live amongst us and they will do all these things for many reasons and some of them legitimate and some of them not. The Gospel of John 6 verse 64 says, But there are some of you who don't believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who didn't believe and who it was who would betray him. So Jesus was speaking about some of the followers at that point, that there were people there that were following him that didn't truly believe. Now, it is certainly clear throughout Scripture that God doesn't take kindly to false confession. And this is because the unity of the body is so very crucial. We've been going over that for a number of weeks now. And we know that the price he paid for us was so very great that to disrespect him in such a manner as this is got to be one of the greatest of sins. Yet many people have certainly come in amongst us. They have professed Christ, and they ultimately departed. They partook of the communion of his body, 
and in this case, even the body of this church, our church, and they still walked away. They walked away invariably to a life worse than the, uh, than the one they left behind the first time. Second Peter 2.21 says this, For it would be better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after having it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. So instead of being cleansed by his blood, they are in essence guilty of it. Verse 28 says, But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy way eats and drinks judgment to himself if he doesn't discern the Lord's body. For this cause many among you are weak and sickly, and not a few sleep. So Paul's warning here, I think, is clear. The decision to live for Christ for any one of us is not something to be taken lightly. And if we take of communion in the traditional sense or in the sense that we've been speaking of over the last few days and in a sense of a unity and breaking bread together. If we do this, we should be able to come before him essentially spiritually naked, meaning that there should be nothing hidden. Our, our souls should be able to be bared before the Savior in truth, repentance, and humility, and for that matter, all those who you are sharing communion with. Now, such an examination is not really mine to make for you or anyone else. Each one of us must make that examination for ourselves before we take of communion of the body of Christ. Before we say yes to Christ, we need to understand just what Christianity entails. It's living out the life of Christ that we take inside of us, and that life is not an easy one. I mean, the Gospels give us a rather accurate rending of the Christ life. That is the life we embrace when we take of his flesh and blood. So we know it's not a life of ease and it's not a life of painless euphoria. Rather, in fact, it is a life of sacrifice and service and commitment to him, to his body and to the church. Now, as much as we don't like to acknowledge passages such as verse 30, the text is certainly clear here. The cost of sloppy handling of what is in truth a divine union is often a, well, very costly error. And I'm not sure each one of us can think uh, outside of this. I'm sure each one of us knows someone who has put their hand to the plow and then looked back, quote unquote, and it never ends pretty, does it? That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit BelieversTogether.com.